Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage in your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed, and I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's how this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I'm your host, Brooke Bocci. Let's start talking. We live in a day and age where people want quick fixes. People tend to want to take the lazy route. People want to do things if they're quick and easy and the least amount of work that they can possibly do. And we're seeing that right now with a very common diabetic medication that people are now taking for quick, quick weight loss. And with so many things comes risk. And in specific, this medication, while so many people are starting to take it for that quick fix weight loss, it's potentially very dangerous and it needs to be talked about. What we common hear as Ozempic, which is basically a trade name for some agglutide injections. This is a very common medication, again, that is used for type 2 diabetes. But years ago, it started to be just celebrities that were using it that had access. And now so many people, so many average people are now taking Ozempic to lose weight fast. And if we know anything about weight loss, weight loss that fast, especially with medication, is not always the best thing for you. And so... I want to spend today's episode digging into the informed consent behind Ozempic because I think so many people's minds are getting clouded by the results. They see the bodies, they see the weight loss, they see what everyone's starting to look like from taking it, and they're not talking about the risk versus reward. They're only talking about the reward. So I think it's time that the risk starts getting talked about. As always, I am not here to bash. I am not here to judge. And I'm definitely not here to bad talk a medication that I know many people actually need. But again, with everything, especially on this show, it's called informed consent. And I'm finding that a lot of doctors that are prescribing this medication are not giving full informed consent on the side effects and the adverse reactions from this drug a drug that was approved by the FDA to be a glucon-like peptide 1, GLP-1 receptor agonist as an adjunct to diet and exercise to essentially improve glycemic control in adults with type 2 diabetes. And now Ozempic is used off-label for weight loss, but it has not been approved by the FDA for this indication. Once again, this became very popular a few years ago. And we really only saw celebrities, big celebrities taking this medication to lose weight. All of a sudden you'd see all these celebrities looking so thin and their faces looking so just tight. And, and, and now it's become so mainstream that I feel like every conversation I'm in, every room that I'm in, someone is taking Ozempic for weight loss. Ozempic 
has doubled since the summer of 2021 to more than 1.2 million, according to the health data firm IQVIA. In fact, it is being used so much that there's actually been a shortage tracked by the FDA for the specific diabetes treatment. I think that's important for me to share because Ozempic is a diabetes treatment. It is not FDA approved for weight loss. There is a drug that is in a shortage for people that medically actually may need it. And there's others that are using it for quick, fast weight loss. As we always do, let's break down the insert. Let's break it all down. But I first want to talk about how exactly Ozempic works. So per the manufacturer, the ingredients of Ozempic are the active ingredient, which is the semaglutide, and inactive ingredients of disodium phosphate dihydrate, propane glycol, phenol, and water for injection. So what exactly this does is the semaglutide reduces blood glucose through a mechanism where it stimulates insulin secretion and lowers glucon secretion, both in a glucose-dependent manner. Thus, when blood glucose is high, insulin secretion is stimulated and glucagon secretion is inhibited. The mechanism of blood glucose lowering also involves a minor delay in gastric emptying in the early postprandial phase. Semiglutide lowers fasting and postprandial blood glucose and reduces body weight. All evaluations were performed after 12 weeks of treatment at steady state with semaglutide one milligrams. Ozempic is a drug that improves blood sugar control in adults with type two diabetes mellitus DM when used in addition to diet and exercise. Essentially, it's like a little shot. It comes in almost like, looks kind of like an EpiPen and you essentially inject it into fatty tissues of your body. So your thighs, your butt, your, you know, that like lower part of your belly, even into like your arms. And essentially what you do is you just hold it against, you count to six slowly and you push the button and that button pushes out the needle, which will push in the ingredients. So that's what it's FDA and medically approved to do, but let's talk about the off-label use for weight loss. So according to Forbes, Ozempic is a once-weekly injectable medication formulated to help adults with type 2 diabetes manage their blood sugar. Although not officially a weight loss drug, research suggests that people who take Ozempic may lose modest amount of weight while on the medication. In fact, the active ingredient in Ozempic, known as semaglutide, is FDA-approved at higher doses for treating individuals living with obesity and other weight-related medical problems under the name Wegovy. Due to a Wegovy shortage coupled with Ozempic's weight loss effects going viral on social media, people without type 2 diabetes have begun using Ozempic off-label for weight loss. Let's take a minute and actually look at the manufacturer insert for the Wegovy. So I think this is important when we do research and when we start to connect the dots because while this is not the full-on medication that we're talking about today, they're related. And I think understanding where the whole idea behind this weight loss comes from helps you understand what's actually happening. So again, looking at the manufacturer insert for the Wegovy, 
some side effects from this drug, thyroid C-cell tumors. We're going to go into that a little bit deeper. Acute pancreatitis has occurred in clinical trials. Discontinue promptly if pancreatitis is suspected. Do not restart if pancreatitis is confirmed. Acute gallbladder disease has occurred in clinical trials. Hypoglycemia. Use of an insulin such as this may increase the risk of hypoglycemia, including severe hypoglycemia. Reduction of the dose of this form of insulin may be necessary. Acute kidney injury has occurred. Monitor renal function when initiating or escalating doses of Wegovy in patients reporting severe adverse gastrointestinal reactions or in those with renal impairment reporting severe adverse gastrointestinal reactions. Hypersensitivity, anaphylactic reactions have been reported post-marketing. Diabetic retinopathy complications in patients with type 2 diabetes has been reported in trials with semaglutide. Heart rate increased. Monitor heart rate at regular individuals. Suicidal behavior. Monitor for depression or suicidal thoughts. The most common adverse reactions reported in greater than greater than or equal to 5% of patients treated with Wegovy are nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, constipation, abdominal pain, headache, fatigue, dizziness, abdominal distension, dyspepsia, hyperglycemia in patients with type 2 diabetes, gastroenteritis, and gastroencephalical reflux disease. And the last main one that is on here that I feel is so important to share is gastrointestinal disorders, acute pancreatitis, and necrotizing pancreatitis sometimes resulting in death. Wow. A drug that is being used for weight loss has been reported to have deaths because it is listed right there in the insert. I feel that's very important that we talk about that. Yes, it's so attractive and I can see how it's so exciting that there is something out there that you can lose weight so fast with, but is your doctors letting you know that there has been connections to death with taking this drug? Going back to the insert, I want to highlight again that thyroid C-cell tumors as I shared about with the last insert. So per the Ozempic manufacturer, in mice and rats, semaglutide caused a dose-dependent and treatment duration-dependent increase in the incidence of thyroid C-cell tumors after lifetime exposure at clinically relevant plasma exposures. It is unknown whether Ozempic causes thyroid C-cell tumors, including Melduri thyroid carcinoma, MTC, in humans as human relevance of semaglutide-induced rodent thyroid C-cell tumors has not been determined. Cases of MTC in patients treated with liraglutide, another GLP-1 receptor agonist, has been reported in the post-marketing period. The data in these reports are insufficient to establish or exclude a casual relationship between MTC and GLP-1 receptor agonist use in humans. So with that being said, if you use GLP-1 receptor agonists, which Ozempic is, be aware of thyroid tumor symptoms, a mass in the neck, difficulty in swallowing, which is called dysphagia, dyspnea, which is shortness of the breath, or persistent hoarseness. What exactly is MTC? 
MTC is a cancer that forms in the thyroid. The thyroid is a gland located in the front of your neck, just below the Adam's apple. It is responsible for sending out hormones to the rest of your body. The inside of the thyroid is called the medulla. The medulla contains special cells called parafollicular C cells that produce and release hormones. MTC happens when the C cells become cancerous and grow out of control. MTC may also be called medullary thyroid carcinoma. MTC is usually treated by removing the thyroid, but other treatments are also required, including radiation therapy and chemotherapy. So you potentially are putting yourself at risk for a thyroid cancer for this quick fix drug. Going a little bit deeper into Ozempic's insert, it states very clearly that males and females of reproductive potential discontinue Ozempic in women at least two months before planned pregnancy due to the long washout period for semaglutide. There is very limited data with semaglutide use in pregnant women to inform a drug-associated risk for adverse developmental outcomes. There are clinical considerations regarding the risks of poorly controlled diabetes in pregnancies, but based on animal reproductive studies, there may be potential risks to the fetus from exposure to semaglutide during pregnancy. Ozempic should be used during pregnancy only if the potential benefit justifies a potential risk to the fetus. Going a little bit deeper, in a combined fertility and embryo-fetal developmental study in rats, doses of 0.01, 0.03, and 0.09 milligrams per kilogram a day were administered to males for four weeks prior to and throughout mating and to females two weeks prior to mating and throughout gestation day 17. In parental animals, pharmacological medicated reductions in body weight gain and food consumption were observed at all dose levels. In the offspring, reduced growth in fetuses with viscereal heart blood vessels and skeletal cranial bones, vertebra, ribs, abnormalities were observed at the human exposure. There's also no data on the presence of semaglutide in human milk, the effects on the breastfed infant, or the effects on milk production. So if you are trying to take this post-pregnancy to help you lose weight, there is no data or studies on what that will do to your infant. Something else that I want to share that I feel is very fascinating is a little bit deeper warning on Ozempic and how it actually works that I want to explain outside of the inserts, but just a little bit more layman's terms of what exactly Ozempic does. So why these drugs of semaglutide like Ozempic, Wegovi, et cetera, like we talked about, why these work when it comes to weight loss is because they increase fat burning while increasing the number of fat cells in your body. And there's really only two ways that fat cells can grow. Number one, they grow in size or they increase in the number. Increasing in size causes them to get sick while increasing in number doesn't. So let's take this an example of like a train track. And I want to share this. I want to make sure I give the credit to Rav Malik on TikTok because he really helped explain this very well. So take your fat cells like a train track, right? You are trying to get your travelers somewhere and taking that like fat cells. If you have one train and you're loading all the people on there, you have people that are trying to get to one destination in a train and you start filling in one train. And if you increase the number of trains, 
what happens is you end up adding more train carts. So the train carts essentially don't get overloaded by people and it becomes much more comfortable of a ride because there's not so many people crammed in one train. So just like in your body, if your fat cells start to increase in size, so like the train, the people starting to decrease in size, but not increase in the number, essentially what happens is people start overloading in the train and they're accumulating so much the train cart essentially starts filling up and it eventually starts to overflow because the fat cells aren't increasing in number, they're increasing in size. So again, because you aren't increasing in the number of cells, of fat cells in this situation of train carts, the people in the train situation start leaking out and creating havoc, just like in the body. So as long as you are taking Ozempic, Wegovy, any form of form of this, your body is increasing in number of fat cells, which is good, right? That, that's what we want to do. It's not increasing its size. It's increasing in numbers. How most users report, just like every drug, eventually the drug wears off. It's a very pricey drug. So you stop taking the drug. The cravings aren't being suppressed as much as they used to. You start feeling hungry. And again, you potentially stop taking the drug, whether it be expensive or you don't feel like it's working anymore, or you feel like it did its job of what you wanted to do in the quote unquote quick fix. And then guess what happens to those fat cells when you stop taking the drug? Well, if you aren't changing your lifestyle, like exercising or eating healthy, because you were just so used to this drug working, let's say you wake up and you're having a high carb breakfast, your insulin stays high and then a snack and then lunch and then another snack and then dinner and then maybe another snack before bed all day, your insulin's high, especially after it was so used to a drug that helped to regulate insulin levels. And this causes the fat cells to grow. And now those fat cells grow. And again, in the train situation, the people start spilling out of the cell and wreaking havoc. And that's what happens in the body. Your fat cells become so large because they aren't multiplying anymore. And that starts to wreak havoc and sickness on the body. And what's scary to think about is these sick fat cells go on to cause even more disease more diabetes, more metabolic health issues, more gut issues. And no one seems to be talking about this side of it. We're just seeing the quick fix, what it's good for, what it's doing, and not talking about what happens when you get off the drug. A doctor has actually come out and stated, like Dr. Peter Atia has actually found that his patients are losing muscle mass while increasing the fat in the body. And if you're losing muscle mass while increasing fat, you're just getting sicker. Muscle mass is important. And and the more muscle mass you have versus fat cells, the more better off you are. And as you start to go opposite and have more fat than you do muscle, it becomes a problem. Doctors don't seem to talk to you about this, just like all the other potential side effects or the breakdown on the insert. They are the first ones to prescribe this drug. And the fads and the and the push for this drug from the social media influencers, these celebrities, and just the average person that they're able to get their hands on this drug without much education from their doctors is causing a huge issue and is going to cause a huge issue. Take a minute and think about this. 
Guess who started the fentanyl crisis? Guess who started first promoting heroin? Doctors. Now, this is not medical advice here. This is not bashing or being biased to anyone who is taking this, whether you actually need it for what it's intended for, the diabetes, or if you're taking it for weight loss, I am not here to judge you. But if you are taking this, I I strongly encourage you to do your research as always and to still make sure that you are exercising and eating a healthy lifestyle and not just using this for weight loss by itself. And especially if you discontinue using this, please do that safely. Make sure that you are watching your insulin levels. Make sure that you are exercising. Make sure that you are not continuing, let's say, an unhealthy eating habit just because you were so used to a drug helping you lose that weight. Because in that example that I shared, it could be very dangerous to you, not only in gaining that fat back because those cells are getting larger, but in sickness and diseases. As I always do, friends, I challenge you to just make sure you ask questions. Do your research. Look into the inserts. Make sure you are fully educated before you make a decision to do something. I know how attractive weight loss can be and and looking good, especially with it being summer right now. And if this is something that you choose to do, I just challenge you to make sure that you are doing your research and you are doing and you are taking this medication properly and you discontinue it properly. And also I challenge you to look into other ways to lose weight. Changing your lifestyle, eating healthier does so much more for you long-term than a quick fix. Remember, with any medications, with anything that's synthetic to the body comes side effects. Side effects that I actually didn't even list yet for Ozempic. So let's go over them. Ozempic can cause pancreatitis, diabetic retinopathy complications, acute kidney injury, renal failure, hypersensitivity reactions, macrovascular outcomes, abdominal pain, constipation, changes in vision, hyperglycemia, dizziness, lightheadedness, blurred vision, anxiety, irritability, and mood swings, sweating, slurred speech, hunger, confusion, or drowsiness, shake, weakness, headache, fast heartbeat, or feeling jittery nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. So be careful, friends. There is, with every exciting reward, could possibly come with some risks. And I truly just feel it's important to understand if the risks are worth it. Thanks for tuning in, friends, to another episode of Informed Consent. I will be back next week with another episode. So until then, see ya.